This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Well, welcome back to Vancouver Consumer this gorgeous Saturday afternoon. I'm Sterling Fox, and in just a few moments, Dr. Bobby Birdie will join us in studio to talk about the amazing advances being made in the world of dentistry and how they might very well be helpful in seeing you get your smile back. But first, here are some of the top, some more of the top consumer stories we're following this week. News from UX, U.S. rather tax-preparing giant H&R Block this past week. They're closing 400 of their smaller offices and also lowering their sales and profit outlooks for 2018. Well, not only did that news surprise more than a few folks, it caused the share value of the company to drop by 20%. So why? H&R Block says in some ways they're suffering from Starbucks syndrome, as in too many locations too close to each other. They're also taking a hit from do-it-yourself companies like TurboTax. The one sweet spot for H&R Block is millennials who still appreciate expert advice and help. H&R says half of all its new customers are under age 35, but new business has slowed down considerably. President Trump had promised to put H&R Block out of business with his new tax reforms. Ironically, it has been trying to help clients deal with the Trump tax changes that has actually helped keep H&R Block afloat. The folks on Granville Island are looking for ideas on what to do with 120,000 square feet of space left behind by the move of Emily Carr College of Art and Design to over to Great Northern Way. The people who run Granville Island, CMHC, are interested in setting up a new art and Innovation Hub, and they want ideas and feedback from specialists in the arts, cultural, creative, and business sectors. This is all part of the Granville Island 2040 plan for future developments. They want this hub open by 2021, and the call for ideas is underway. If you or your organization would like to join in with some ideas of your own, check out how to become involved at artsandinnovation.com. Interesting story from Japan this week as Toyota announced it is buying a piece of Grab. That's the leading ride-hailing company in Southeast Asia. Toyota intends to drop a billion bucks on this investment. Grab is similar to Uber and operates in eight Asian countries. Uber, by the way, also bought a stake in Grab earlier this year. Uh, Grab is based in Singapore and has attracted many big-time players recently as it grows throughout Asia. It will do nothing for Vancouver. Still no Uber or reasonable facsimile in our town. Canada's universities are falling behind in a rank of global institutions. One key reason may be the country's focus on increasing the population of international students, which does lead to larger class sizes. The latest edition of the QS World University Rankings shows that 17 of 26 ranked Canadian universities have fallen on the charts compared to last year. The University of Toronto is one notable exception. It remains Canada's highest rated university, rising to 28th place worldwide, up from 31st last year. UBC, Canada's third ranked school, third highest ranked school after McGill, 
Hill regained its top position. UBC is now 47th in the world. It's in the top 50, that is. Uh, All four in the top spots of this year's rankings went to U.S. schools with the Massachusetts Institute of Technology, MIT, taking top spot again for the seventh straight year. The highest ranking non-U.S. school is Oxford University in England at fifth place. China cracked the top 20 for the first time ever with Tsinghua University taking the 17th spot. Oh, and new national rental numbers from Padmapper for summer 2018, and they're still scary. We talked about, Angela mentioned this, one of Angela's callers mentioned this in June. Vancouver held on to the first place position as the priciest rental city in Canada with a cost of one bedrooms to uh, up to falling a touch to $2,090. That's for a one bedroom in Vancouver. Two bedrooms, how about $3,250? Toronto remained in second place. Two bedrooms there, $2,730. Padmapper notes that between uh, both rather one and two bedroom prices in TO are up over 15% since this time last year. Guess who's third on the list? If Vancouver's number one and Toronto's two. Burnaby, B.C. is in third place, and that is remaining in third place. Place rather, No increases in one-bedroom rentals in Burnaby, averaging 1560 but growth in two-bedroom properties uh, did occur, uh, and now they're up to an average of 2180 in Burnaby. Barrie, Ontario is in fourth place, uh, and uh, Montreal rounds it off with fifth. The largest monthly growth rate in the nation took place in Kingston, Ontario, where a one-bedroom shot up almost Six percent to over eleven hundred bucks. The cheapest rent in Canada, Saguenay, Quebec, reclaiming its previous title as the cheapest rent in the country compared to the twenty-five cities listed. Rent for a one-bedroom in Saguenay, a cool six hundred and eighty bucks. Imagine if you can. Those are some of the week's top consumer stories. We'll look at a few more later in the hour as well. Stay with us and have your questions ready as the world-class dentists from BC Perio are back to take your calls and answer your questions and your concerns about your smile. Dr. Bobby Birdie joins us in just a couple of minutes right here on Vancouver Consumer on CKNW. And welcome back to Vancouver Consumer this beautiful Saturday afternoon. I'm Sterling Fox. It's 3.13. This is the rarest of the professionals from BC Perio that we have an opportunity to speak with on Vancouver Consumer. Always a real treat to have Dr. Bobby Birdie in studio. Dr. Birdie. Good afternoon. How's it going? Well, I am very well, thank you, Bobby. It's good to see you again. You are the busiest by by far of that incredible team at BC Perio uh, Dental Health and Implant Centers on West Broadway in Vancouver and on Johnson Street in Coquitlam. Last time, we had uh, Drs. Uh, Ron Zokel and Faraj Eder in here. Uh, had a great uh, session, uh, took a bunch of very interesting calls. Uh, they were talking about you at that uh, on that occasion. You were presenting. You were doing another... Um, I, I believe you were somewhere in the States, and I'm just looking over some of the uh, uh, items and places in the world you're going to travel to this year. India, Malaysia, Australia, Florida, uh, you're all over the place. What do you do when you travel to these exotic locations? You, you know, it's, uh, it's a pleasure to be able to be asked to speak in these places, and, and we're, we're trying to just continue to, to help the profession and to spread the word on new things such as digital dentistry and just some of the new things that are coming out to try to just make our profession better globally and and do our very best to help as much as we can. 
Well, that's one of the things that is fun about uh, having our conversations with you and your colleagues at BC Perio because you use the word yourself, amazing. It's, 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 not, a, it's not hype. The technology in dentistry is, is truly advancing at, at quantum rates uh, almost on a monthly basis. It's, some of the stuff that's coming down the pike is just amazing. It is absolutely. There's some amazing things coming up, and uh, and not and something as simple as digital impression. To we were just in in, in Amherst at at the Ivor Clark Center, and and uh, we're going to be adopting something as as fun as digital dentures as part of our our, our group, and that's a, a massive amount of, of technology that's going to allow us to mill and 3D print uh, a denture and other things as well. So you won't have to farm it out, as as is the case now. If you if you go to your dentist and it's determined that you need uh, a denture, uh, a part or or full, then you get that uh, tray with the goop and Mm -hmm. and you make an impression and that goes somewhere to a a denturist who prepares the the denture and then a few days later you come back to your dentist's office and you try it on and you may have to, uh, there may be a second fitting required, that kind of thing, but you're going to be able to do all of that in-house right there on the spot. Yeah, that's that's the beauty of of, of BC Perro now is that we're able to, you know, with with the help of someone as amazing as uh, as Angus Berry as our as our technician, is we have our own full in-house digital lab, and we can do things as as from the simplest thing to the most complex thing, and utilize technology and provide the power of that to our patients, which is the best part. You know, in the end, it's all fun and games, but we want to make sure that we provide the best care for our patients on a day-to-day basis. I want to get into a little bit into your background. You uh, you took your basic dental training at the University of Saskatchewan in Saskatoon, but then you've gone on and you are the most qualified member of the team at BC Perio, having specialties in both prosthodontics and periodontics. Where did you get those accreditations? Uh, you know, I was uh, lucky enough to to be able to to spend six years at the University of Minnesota in the in the Twin Cities, and uh, um, you know, it's my alma mater. I did uh, two degrees there and or two three year residencies there, and it's enjoyable. Um, you know, I'm going to go back. I, I just got asked this week to, to to come and do a program at the University of Minnesota next year, and the old school asked you back. Yeah, and that's 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 always a feather in your cap when your alma mater has you come back and, and help out. So I'm excited about that. I, I still do teach in, in the graduate programs there a little bit. And, and it's a beauty of technology where you can do things online and live here and, and still help out uh, with instruction there. So uh, I'm excited about it. It's fun. Talk to us a little bit about those two specialties, if you would. Help us out, those of us who are uneducated in the uh, the jargon of dentistry. What, for example, is periodontics and what is prosthodontics? Sure. You know, in terms of, of specializations in dentistry, it's no different than medicine where you go and do your four years of, of dental training or four years of medical training, and then you go on and, and normally do a residency to become some sort of a specialist right. in, in what you're doing. In, in, in dentistry, um, it's not as common. It's about, I would say, about maybe 15 to 20% of dentists are specialists. Uh, and for me, I'm lucky that I was able to do two of them. Uh, periodontics is uh, is a specialty which we deal with the periodontium of teeth. We deal with saving teeth as much as possible. It also involves a tremendous amount of surgical training and, and training in, in, in soft tissue aesthetics and doing soft tissue grafting and, and, and dental implants, of course, and just a lot of just overall health of the mouth and the link between your, your overall health and, and, and your mouth as well. And, and that's a, a, an amazing thing to be part of right now. I'll bet. And, and I, I'm, I'm curious because I saw a thing in the paper just the other day where dentists are 
very much integrated into the healthcare delivery system. For example, dental students learn, and I'm asking you about Saskatoon here. Sure. Uh, learning about, for example, being able to identify certain types of oral cancers and things that uh, perhaps a dentist a generation ago wouldn't have what occurred to them, and even if it had, wouldn't know how to do it. Now it's kind of standard procedure in dental colleges, right? It is, absolutely. Going through oral pathology and going through the understanding of, of oral disease and the link between maybe something you see in the mouth and someone's systemic health is something that, you know, as, as, an, as an oral care provider, as a practitioner, all dentists um, are trained in doing, and, and we want to make sure that we're able to help uh, that. There's even a specialty in, in oral pathology uh, and oral medicine that allows that to occur as well. So it, it, it really is something that that we sing and, and, you know, classically we used to think that, well, it's separated. The mouth is separated from the rest of the body. It's right. got different schools. We go to school with our medical doctor colleagues normally for the first couple of years of our training anyways, both for most schools, but the, uh, you know, it's still part of the body. The mouth is part of the body. So what you're going to see and, and how you're going to link things and, and, and something that's going to you know, manifest in the mouth, you might see a link to something else in the body. And we're starting to see things such as periodontal disease and, and oral health and oral care uh, and, and your oral status can sometimes relate to things such as heart disease and cardiovascular disease and, right. and arthrosclerosis and, and cholesterol and, and such and things like that. So uh, it, it's amazing how we're finding finally finding that synergy and, and that, that collaboration. You've been around the block a few times. Has it happened to you personally? Have you, in the course of dealing with a patient and uh, assisting him or her with their, their dental issues, identified something that perhaps had not been discovered before and you were able to help that individual move a little more quickly towards a Resolution? Absolutely. Um, you know, there's uh, there's times as periodontists, and we're doing an oral health exam. We're looking at uh, patients all the time, and, and we're using uh, you know tools such as a velscope and other types of tools that are used in terms of technology, photographs, and 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 for doing a biopsy or something like that to make sure that we send it to our pathology colleagues to find out. We, it's always better to know and better to, to act as quickly as you possibly can if you can. Uh, and there are there have been times where you know uh, one time we were able to. Uh, see something that looked like it was a little bit out of the ordinary yeah. and we were able to, to send it off right away and, and prevent the person from having progressive uh, cancer or something like that in, in, the, in, the, in their body. So it, there is um, definitely merit to it and something that we hope to, to help all of our patients with. Uh, one of the things, uh, I, I want to talk about prosthodontics, because we did periodontics sure. wonderfully. Prosthodontics, it would suggest prosthesis, which is some kind of appliance you would put in your mouth. Am, I, am I even close? No, you're, you're, you're spot on. You're spot on. A prosthodontist is someone that is a specialist in uh, you know oral appliances or tooth replacement appliances. There are many prosthodontists out there, and they do a great job. So prosthodontists normally um, specialists in dentures, specialists in, in, uh, in providing crowns and bridges and, and dental implant restorations and, and complex restorations. And the beauty of prosthodontists also is that they... They, they also treat very complex cases. They're normally the quarterback in, in coordinating what needs to be done because in the end, uh, I always think of whenever I'm speaking somewhere, I always think of everything as a house. Now, when we're looking at, at, at building someone's smile or their, or their teeth back. We think of it as a house. And in the end, you know, if I was going to build a house or, or, or my wife was or my family was, they don't, they don't talk about the foundation or anything else. Normally they say, I want a pool. I want a loft. I want to, I want to study. <laughs> I, right. I want to have a, a nice big window. Well, the prosthodon 
Giannis is in charge of making sure that they deliver on those windows in that loft, in that pool. And so they normally dictate what they need in terms of the foundations. And as a surgeon and doing surgery, I'm just the concrete guy. I'm the, I'm the guy that's got to set down and, and put the, the foundation in the right place to make sure that our patients get the smiles that they want. If, as you say, typically only roughly 20% of dentists, as compared to 50% of doctors, go on to become specialists at one thing or another, why on earth did it ever possess you to become a specialist at not one but two different things? Uh, you know what? I, I think I just got a, an ache for, for hurt, I think. Maybe that's it. I, in all honesty, the, the, the beauty of it was I just I got the opportunity. I knew that uh, I, I was in prosthodontic training, and I knew that I wanted to do something further, and, um, and, and, and I was able to, to work with the, the great people at the University of Minnesota to be able to get that training and get that extra bit of training, which is great. And also, uh, it allows me to look at everything from an overall standpoint. I'm not just looking at something prosthetically. I'm also looking at it surgically and how they synergize together. And that's the beauty of our, of our office. When we take that and we synergize that with technology, now we can really, really hone things and, and provide care that could be comprehensive, but in a minimally invasive way. Our guest is Dr. Bobby Birdie from BC Perio Dental Health and Implant Centers, one in Vancouver at 777 West Broadway, the other in Coquitlam at 1175 Johnson Street. Uh, I, I mentioned a few of the international destinations that are on your to-go-to list, Dr. Bobby, uh, in this uh, 2018 teaching year, uh, India, Malaysia, Australia, uh, and so on. When you go to these far-flung spots around the world, what do people want to know? What do you do when you make a presentation? Do you obviously you present to your peers to other dentists? Are you simply bringing the very latest to people who don't know about stuff yet? Oh, um, that's a lot of what I'm doing. Uh, I would I will come in and, and, and show how we can adopt technology because technology is always scary. It's always something where you know we've got to have change and things are different. It can be expensive. It can be you know daunting because you know as a, as a practitioner you're busy already. If you've got a family and you've got things going on, it, it's it's always a, a, a troubling task to continue to, to progress. But when I'm speaking in these places, it's always geared towards the audience and towards the actual environment because dentistry is so different in different countries and different modalities. And and so for us to, to come and bring in the same um, way, of, way of going about things in every single facet in every single country, it doesn't work. We have to, we have to really look at each audience we're looking at and really just try to show that we'll be, what is possible and what we can do. And then from there, really just you know, progress and, and hope that we enlighten people and, and give them the opportunity to see what's possible. Yeah, I suppose when you go to one location, it's important to know where you're going and what speed they're up to, because if you go too far ahead of them, you're going to lose them. You need to catch them where they are and then tell them about what's coming up next. You don't want to get too far ahead of them, do you? Ab- absolutely. It's, it's, uh, it's a lot of it and also just, you know, it, it, the some, so for some things that the, the you go one place and everyone's got a 3D printer and everyone understands and in another place they don't even know what it is so exactly. it's, it's quite different yeah based on your experience at BC Perio what is the most commonly requested procedure from a patient who comes in who perhaps hasn't uh, who's been a little delinquent on the brushing and flossing and all that <laughs> sure. kind of stuff and has got behind the old eight ball and hasn't had a decent smile in public for a few years because they're embarrassed and so they need to get it fixed so what what is the most common procedure they request? I would say the most common procedure that most people request is something to do with cosmetics or aesthetics. So in terms of they come in and they, they, they 
don't like the way they look or right. they don't feel confident in their smile and in their teeth. And, and for us, we provide almost every single option that's possible to help with that. So whether it's, you know, something as simple as doing some veneers to, um, something as, as, uh, as comprehensive as impactful as teeth in one day, um, for using a dental implant, using a, a, a denture. There's so many different ways for us to provide care and to help our patients. And the beauty of it is that we provide all those options in one roof. And that's, that's the power of BC Perio is where we can, you come in and there's not much we don't do. It's, it's, a, it's a pretty amazing place to be. Uh, and you might, like I said before, that, that I always tell my, my fellow colleagues and docs that are in the office that we provide a really amazing service when you get to see one or two or three specialists in the same operatory at the same time. Sure. Uh, and, and the really, proverbial and, second opinion is yeah, two, two minutes down the and, hall. And, and you get it all together and you get multiple different experiences. And, you know, the combined amount of people in the office, they've placed over 25,000 implants over 30 years of experience. And and it's it's a pretty amazing place for me as well as, as, a, as a practitioner because I learn from my colleagues every day. And sure. It's fun. It's a lot of fun. Is it necessary to have a referral from a dentist to become a client at BC Perry or can you just pick up the phone or go online and book yourself in? You can absolutely go online, pick up a phone, and give us a call, uh, and, and we'll be more than happy to see you. We work with a tremendous number of amazing referrals and, and, and referring dentists out in the community. Right, um, but it's not essential. It's, it's not something that's mandatory by any means, but we want to work with your dentist. We really want to because we want to make sure that they're part of the care, and if there's someone that you see all the time and, and that you're comfortable with, we want to make sure that we continue to adopt and, and, and help with that relationship. Particularly with the follow-up stuff. Absolutely. Huh? All right, our guest is Dr. Bobby Bird. The big guy at BC Perio Dental Health and Implant Centers in uh, Vancouver and Coquitlam. Phone lines, let's open them up, Andrew, before we break for the news. 604 280 9898. Your questions to Dr. Bobby Birdie at 604 280 9898. Your questions about your smile and perhaps more dental stuff after the news on Vancouver Consumer here on CKNW. And welcome back to the program. Sterling Fox in studio with Dr. Bobby Birdie from BC Perio Dental Health and Implant Centers. And uh, we're talking a, a, a whole lot of different things here with Dr. Birdie this afternoon. And we'd like to include our phone calls as well. And the lines are open right now. If you have any questions about your smile or, more importantly, how to get it back, lines are open at 604-280-9898. You know... Bobby, one of the reasons, and I know this from personal experience because people have told me this, one of the reasons people hold off from going to the dentist after you sort of cross that line and, oh boy, now I'm in no man's land. I've really let it slip. Mm-hmm. And now it's a mess. And now they they avoid going to the dentist because they don't want a lecture. They don't want to be scolded for uh, like a four-year-old uh, like they used to be when they didn't brush their teeth before they went to bed. And, and, you know, it sounds silly, but, you know, you get to a point where you get so self-conscious about your smile or lack thereof, you start going off in places in your head that get kind of weird. You know, it's uh, it's something that we deal with probably every week. Uh, it's the, the, the difference between, um, when someone comes in to see you and they've have been to a dentist, let's say, I, we see it every week. So I haven't been to a dentist in five years. I haven't been to someone in, in eight years and I know it's bad and I worry. There's many times that as a, as a dentist and as a practitioner, you, you look in someone's mouth and it's not that bad. Right, you know, it's, right. It's not, it's not as, a lot of times people think it's a lot worse than it is. And there's sometimes people think that it's worse and, and it is bad. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's one of those things where 
the, the, it's not my place to lecture somebody. It's not our, uh, us as clinicians, is uh, not our place. Our place is to provide care and to help people. So when they come in and, and the, one of the things that I always ask is, what do you want? You know, what are you, what are you hoping to do and what are you trying to achieve? And, and, and it's my job to try to help you get what you want and, and to really help you get where you, where you want to be. It's not about scolding anyone or lecturing anyone because at that point, you're not really achieving anything. And, right. and on top of that, anything that we do as a, as practitioners, it's got to be some sort of a partnership. There has to be an understanding that you're doing your very best. We're doing our very best because I'm only going to see you for a small period of time. And right. what you do outside of that time is actually much more important than what I do for you in that time. And as a, as a, as a healthcare professional, a dentist and, and a specialist like yourself, there's no satisfaction to be derived from wagging your finger at anyone. Oh, absolutely The satisfaction not. comes with seeing that person smiling radiantly and leaving your office. That's, that's the best part. The best part of, of this is why uh, I love being a prosthodontist and is, is that providing someone something that they can, they can change the way they live their life maybe every day, that's... That's worth it. That's what it's worth the most. Let's talk about something that you have on your website called Teeth in One Day. It sounds very dramatic, so explain the procedure to us. What happens when you get teeth in one day? So teeth in one day is a, is a blanket statement for many different things. Uh, it can be as simple as someone coming in and, you know, they've, they've, uh, it could be a young person that has finished their orthodontics and they're missing some front teeth and, and we can provide them with a dental implant for, to replace that missing tooth and give them a tooth on that implant the same day. You know, I did this as a as a live surgical procedure in November of last year at a conference in Vancouver, and then again in in March in Vancouver as well, where we were able to provide someone a tooth in one day. Now, it can be as simple as a single tooth or multiple teeth, and it can be as complex and as comprehensive as someone's whole mouth. So, um, we you provide, can still do you can do that amount that exactly, in one absolutely. day still. So it were, I can see a, a, an implant sure. in one day, but a whole mouth worth. It's very possible. Really, we do, we do it all the time and. And it's, it's fantastic service to provide, and it really allows for someone to really sit down and say, okay, wow, you know, I, I got all this work done. It's not called Teeth in One Easy Day, but it's still, <laughs> it's still a day. Right. And, and we, can get, um, we can provide someone with a single tooth, multiple teeth, or even a whole new mouth, a whole new smile, a whole new bite, a whole new set of teeth in one day. And it involves placing dental implants and then attaching teeth to those dental implants on the same day. And, and that really provides someone with a superior care because you're not having to wait. And also it's, it's the satisfaction for the patient and the people that are getting it done is much better. And you think about it this way, when you go home, they're not coming out, nothing's going to, you can smile with confidence right. and you'll be able to eat what you like. And, and that's, that's really what we're here, here to provide uh, as practitioners is the very best way we can. Okay, so, and again, uh, I suppose the one thing that baffles a lot of people, Dr. Birdie, about this whole teeth in one day thing is because most of us have had at least one tooth yanked in Mm -hmm. our lifetime, and it hurts like blue blazes. It's just really painful. So you're going to pull out, oh, eight or nine or more and 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 send me home with a with a radiant smile and it's not going to hurt i appreciate that it, it, it may be true i just can't wrap my head around it and that's that is something that i i understand i the totally pain understand factor i understand the the you know over 90 percent of the, the the cases that we're doing is just under local anesthetic and and we're just giving people freezing and the, the, one of the reasons why that we can provide this, these services and this type of service and have patients come back and say, listen, I didn't feel much. I took one pain pill. And, and the reason why it is that way is 
Uh, first off, we're providing someone something that's fixed. When we have something moving around in your mouth, like a like a, a removable denture on the day of surgery, or something like a, a temporary partial or an Essex retainer, or something that's moving around, mm-hmm. it's that movement a lot of times, that pressure on the gum tissue that's healing. It hurts. If you have a if you cut your arm and you have a scab, imagine someone pushing on that scab all day long. Yeah. Every time you moved, it would be painful. But if you have something that's fixed into the site that doesn't move, that doesn't have any give to it, well, our body... But our bodies heal up to those areas much better. That's why we put our arms in a cast when there's a when there's a fracture because mm-hmm. we want to set things and really allow things to heal up to it. It's why now you get a prosthetic hip, a prosthetic knee. They make you stand on it that day. That's right, they do. They, they want you, you up and around it right. almost immediately. It's don't because they? the bone, your bone in your mouth, and the bone in your body is very similar, and, and and it's an adaptive mechanism. It's why people work out. It's why you go to the gym. So if you have bone being adaptive mechanism and something as big as a hip or a knee you can stand on i can probably put a little you know 10 millimeter dental implant screw into someone's jaw and put a tooth on it and have the same idea it's it's a controlled environment and we want to make sure people are on some softer diet for the first little while of course but that being said now you're stimulating bone and that adaptive mechanism of your body it just gets to it and, and it allows you to, to, to really heal up and, and get the best result we possibly can. Well, that's, that's amazing. Now, how many days or hours of preparation does one need by way of, you know, x-rays and all of the setup time in order to go into uh, BC Perio and have that miraculous teeth in one day procedure? How many lead up days do you need typically? I would say over, over 90% of the cases, over 90% of the cases, it really just takes one visit. One visit for an hour for us to meet you. For us to take our records, whether they're digital impressions, some photos, uh, and to discuss kind of what we're looking for. And then the very next time we see the patient or see the person, they get it done. It's, it's not a lot of leeway appointments. It's not a lot of workup along the way. And that really allows us to make it very streamlined for everyone. Um, and really allows us to, to provide the service in a very minimally invasive way. I'm looking at something on uh, bcperio.ca. Perio, by the way, friends, is P-E-R-I-O. So the website is bcperio.ca. And one of the many pages is patient instructions. And it's very interesting because, as, as, as I was mentioning this to, to the doc during the break, and he said, well, you know, when you go in for a procedure of any kind, it's really just a blur. There's so much going on, and it's in an alien environment. It's your office. You go there to work every day for the rest of us you're there for what an hour or two a year and it's really a totally different environment so you the, the fact that you are there are instructions written out and procedures to follow makes everybody's job easier absolutely everyone receives a pre um surgical or pre-treatment uh information sheet that lets them know what they need how, how to go about their day that day and it's written we also have a, a post-operative sheet and, and, and set of instructions and then we also put it online the reason why is because sometimes you forget sometimes sure. you lose that folder or that piece of paper that we give you and we're all human it's life and we get busy and uh and that happens and having a resource or somewhere where you can get that information is really important uh how about uh, in terms of costs up front knowing in advance what this is you're likely well here's what you need and after that meeting in which you discuss with the individual what her uh, uh, requirements are or what what he wants to have done so you resolve that and then, okay here's here are the options you can do this or you can do this and then you do you cost each of those options out as you explain them to the patient 
Absolutely. That's that's the, the, the beauty of the of the consultation is that, you know, the, the beauty. So no surprises. No surprises. The, okay. be, the beauty of technology. No one wants that phone call. I, I always I always tell people, you know, all of us have been there, and especially if you're not a car guy, where uh, you're, you're sitting at work or someone phones you at home and then the, the car's in the shop and the mechanic says, hey, listen, guess what? This also is a problem. And guess what? The gasket here and the, right, the, the right. plug here. And you just feel helpless. You right. don't know. And you're saying, okay. And, sure. and you don't know. Whereas I, I um, would be that person. Yeah, too. and and for me, you know, I like driving them, but I don't know all the intricate steps about inside it. And of so course. it's one of those things where we try to do everything we can to avoid that feeling. We try to make sure that we take our records at the beginning. We do everything right at the beginning, so that and we provide them with an estimate. I tell them it's a flat fee; it doesn't change, and and it's my job to get you to the end. Okay, uh, bcperio.ca is the website, friends. There are two locations for BC Perio Dental Health and Implant Centers at seven seventy seven West Broadway in Vancouver. Vancouver and in Coquitlam at 1175 Johnson Street. All of the contact points you can book for your consultation online. The uh, telephone numbers are all there right on the homepage of uh, BC Perio Dental Health and Implant Centers at bcperio.ca. Wanted to ask you about sensitivity. You can't watch a television commercial about a tooth product nowadays, usually toothpaste or something similar. It's all about sensitivity. Apparently, we all have terribly sensitive teeth, or do we? You know, it, uh, dental sensitivity is a very amazing thing in the terms of it's very intricate and, and, and multifaceted. And of course, it's great marketing. You know, you have the desensitizing paste, desensitizing, uh, you know, gels, desensitizing everything, right? Mm-hmm. In general, the way it works is this. that The white part of your tooth is like a rock. It's actually the most dense part of your entire body. That's why you can chew on a bone. That's why a dog can chew on a bone. It's the enamel or the white part of your tooth is so dense. Okay. It's not very porous. It's super strong. And that's not very sensitive either. But as soon as you have any type of little bit of bone loss or recession, and you can start to see the yellow-brown part of your tooth, that root, when you see that root, that's the part that now becomes sensitive. And, and it doesn't happen for everybody. You know, I've got a couple of places where I've got a little bit of root exposed, and I don't have super sensitivity there. But for some people, it's a big deal. And the reason why is because on that part of the tooth, it's a little bit porous in a, in a, in a, in a microscopic way. Mm-hmm. And so it has a little tiny pores that actually fluid runs through that get to the nerve of the tooth. And the nerve of the tooth really only feels one thing, pain. Right. That's the only thing that nerve feels. So when, for some people... When, and and it, it, it's usually just kind of a... Yeah, that's right. Just a zap. That's right. Absolutely. It's like, <laughs> oh, when I eat something hot or I have an ice cream and it gets that back to the home and I can feel that through my head. Like, yeah, all right. that, right? And all you... The, the reason why that is is because that part is porous because it allows for the fluid to transfer that signal to the nerve. So oh, every single desensitizing... Um, treatment, whether it's a gel, a paste, um, people sometimes will, sometimes dentists will do fillings to kind of cover up the root, um, to, to seal it off. Uh, as periodontists will do tissue grafts and, and try to do a gum graft to kind of give you that bone or that tissue back around the tooth to cover it up. All we're trying to do is occlude or block those pores that are exposed. Ah. So whether it's uh, a paste or a, or a gel, normally what they have is like something like sodium oxalate or a few other different types of materials in it that are little tiny pieces. And that's why they always say you have to use those pastes for a long period of time, six months and eight months before you see a real effect. The reason being is because you got to get enough of those little tiny microscopic pebbles that are in the paste or in the gel and plug enough of the holes that ah. are exposed to stop that 
area from being sensitive, from any area of being able to be, you know, to get that sensation of the fluid moving. And so you can accomplish that through lots of different pace and all that as well. They work, um, you know, I would say half the time. It just depends on the type of procedure and the type of material. But also you could use, you know, a, a tissue graft from a periodontist that would work great. Um, it's something that they're, they're trained to do and the periodontist does all the time. So I was kind of making fun of it because there's so much stuff on TV Absolutely. about sensitivity, this, that, and the other. And you're right. Marketeers are having a field day yeah. with this stuff. But clearly, in your personal and professional experience, this does severely affect a few. Yeah, that's right. And for some people, they have the most minimum amount of recession, and they have tremendous amounts of sensitivity. And that's unfortunate. That's just a genetic thing for them. Um, and, you know, the, it's, it's marketing, whitening and sensitivity and there's a few other things out there and and uh it's about it's about marketing it's about the industry and and, and worldwide and we live in a in a consumer type of that's why the show's called vancouver consumer that's right, right. Uh, we do our best to provide as much information on a weekly basis as we possibly can one phrase that you've used and i counted it four times in this conversation so far is bone loss sure and i wanted to talk to you about that specifically we don't have a lot of time left here but we got enough sure uh because dentures when you wear the old-fashioned false teeth mm-hmm. the a consequence or byproduct of that approach is bone loss why the reason why we um, we lose bone when we lose a tooth um, is because there's nothing stimulating the bone to stick around so if we think about someone who's got their teeth you've got roots like a plant that go into the bone mm-hmm. and that root has a bit of wiggle to it there's a ligament around it and when you bite and chew and talk that 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 to that root stimulates the bone around it and that stimulus allows the bone to turn over allows it to continue to to, to reinforce and and you know really get strong around those teeth over time and everyone's got different types of bone and, and that's just genetics a dental implant will do that as well a dental implant by being in the bone and have attaching a tooth to it or a denture to it then what ends up happening is that that implant now it's in the bone also stimulates that bone to stick so around. So the bone will grow around it exactly. and the whole bit. Okay. And stick around. When you have nothing, all you're doing is pushing on the tissue and bone with a denture over time. And when that happens, when, especially when dentures, as we get older and as, as bone changes, your denture doesn't fit as well. It gets looser. You're right. using adhesive, hopefully getting a new set of dentures. But that pushing consistently over time just makes the bone wither away. The, the, the statement of if you, don't, if you don't use it, you lose it yeah. absolutely holds true in the mouth. Interesting. So is there a point, Dr. Birdie, at which perhaps you've had dentures since you were a young person and now you're not so young anymore? Sure. And so clearly over that period of time, you have experienced bone loss. That's predictable. Is there a point, though, in a person's mouth when that bone loss becomes so profound that alternate treatments like implants are no longer possible? That's a great question. You know, uh, I will say that um, the beauty of, of, of our clinic and also just the beauty of utilizing technology, um, there, there isn't really a solution that we can provide for someone. We've treated people that have been wearing dentures for 70 years okay. and still provided them teeth in one day. So there is a definitely a possibility. Now, there are times when people have been wearing dentures for a severe period of time where now there has to be more things that need to be done to, to help attain a result. But, but those things can be done. They, they can be done. Absolutely. So you're not a write-off. Uh, no. Think of it this way. People have have uh, surgeries and cancer where they remove and, and lose part of their jaws, and we still provide them fixed teeth. 
Interesting stuff. BC Perio Dental Health and Implant Centers are located in two spots around Metro Vancouver downtown at 777 West Broadway and in Coquitlam at 1175 Johnson Street at the West Broadway location where you are, Dr. Birdie. Uh, you've also uh, taken up a little extra space on your floor and you've got a whole BC, what's it called? BC Pro Space. What are you going to do there? Well, we have an extension of our practice there where we'll have a couple more places to, to, to work in as well, but it's also being built as, a, as our own learning center that we utilize in for all of our courses through the Digital Dentistry Institute and everything globally, but also for our local dentists as well. So it's going to be a great place for us to collaborate and, and learn together and, and for people to run their study clubs and, and things like that as well. So it should be a lot of fun and it's in construction now. It'll be built before the middle of August. So we're excited. Wow. Interesting stuff. So now I, I, I've rattled off a few destinations, uh, Florida, Australia, Malaysia, India, all of these spots around the globe are expecting our guest, Dr. Bobby Bird to show up and uh, do a presentation, in many cases, live procedures in front mm-hmm. of thousands of people. What's next? Where's, what's your first destination on that list? The next one I'm going to is, uh, is, uh, is Australia. I'm speaking at the, the Australian Dental Association. I'm the keynote speaker for a three-day meeting. It's the large, largest meeting they run in the, in the country, and I'm excited about that because uh, my brother's going to school there, so I get to visit him too. And, and uh, Australia, I'm in absolute love with Australia. It's such a great country. Well, have a wonderful trip. And, and we keep talking about the world-class dentists from BC Perio, and we do with good reason. These people go from Vancouver all over the world to expand the knowledge base of their peers, literally the world over. And we'll talk about dental tourism next time you're uh, in studio. Dr. Sure. Bobby Birdie, great to have you come by again. Good to see you. It's you been too. a while. Thanks so much. More after the break. And once again, our thanks to Dr. Bobby Birdie for another informative visit. Next Saturday, we'll zoom in on personal finances and debt problems with BDO First Call. And we'll have a fresh Vancouver Market real estate update from John Carlson at 1% Realty. Time now for Duly Noted. And this time, our producer, Ben Dooley, has a look at the financial benefits of being a dad. Thanks, Sterling. Turns out it pays to be a dad. That's according to a new study from the University of British Columbia, which has found that fathers in the workplace tend to get paid better than their childless peers. Researchers used data which looked at more than 18,000 white men in more than 5,000 workplaces. Men of color were left out because of an existing pay gap between them and white men. The study found that dads did about 3.6% better than their childless peers. However, the study found the pay bumps weren't tied to performance. In fact, when fathers' wages were reviewed through mechanisms such as performance reviews, the pay advantages tended to be reduced and sometimes even reversed. Lead author and UBC sociology professor Sylvia Fuller argued that the results suggest employers are letting their mental image of fatherhood get in the way of fair pay scales. So that really suggests to us that what's going on is some measure of employer discrimination. So employees are just either thinking that dads are more productive and making decisions accordingly, or they don't care whether they're more productive or not. They think that, you know, maybe they deserve more money because they've got families, and so they're giving them that boost. I'm Ben Dooley, and that's Dooley Noted. Thank you, Ben. Rumor has it that Dad Dooley gets Nova Scotia lobster tomorrow for Father's Day, and I'm not invited. Time for a couple more consumer quickies before we... 
we go, another big conference coming to Vancouver next weekend. It's called ICBC, and it has nothing to do with car insurance. This time, ICBC stands for International Cannabis Business Conference. It will happen at the Sheraton Wall Center the 24th and 25th of this month and will feature speakers from Canada's top cannabis companies like Canopy Growth and MMJ, along with celebrities like rocker-turned-TV guy Henry Rollins, who's pretty revved up about corporatism in the weed business. That alone should be interesting. Tickets for the two-day event are 200 bucks and can be found at internationalcbc.com. And we have a Grouse Grind update for you this afternoon. The Grind will reopen for the rest of the summer on the first day of summer. That would be this coming Thursday, the 21st. We reported on the brief opening of the grind this year on May 2nd, and then, well, it closed a few short weeks later for important trail maintenance work. Well, trees have been removed, rock scaling and safety netting replacement has been completed, and many of those steps have been fixed as well. So Metro Vancouver was able to set June 21st as the reopen date. The work had to be done because they're expecting, well half a million people to take a run at the grouse grind this season alone. So those repairs were absolutely necessary. Check the Metro Vancouver website for updates on the grouse grind reopening. And a quick reminder about Canada Day in Surrey. The big festival is one of Western Canada's largest gathering, over 100,000 expected. It'll be at the Bill Reed Amphitheater in Cloverdale. Uh, Canada Day this year is a Sunday. Serena Ryder and Brett Kissel will be the star attractions along with scores of other performers and best of all Canada Day in Surrey at the Cloverdale Bill Reed Amphitheater is free and it'll be topped off with a fireworks show at 10.30. And that is our show for this hour and this weekend produced by Ben Dooley with Andrew Ferreira at the controls. We appreciate your feedback and if you have any ideas or suggestions for the show please send them along to sterling at cknw.com I'm Sterling Fox. Join us again next Saturday at 2 for another edition of Vancouver Consumer on 980 CKNW. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.